to ADHD 20, the show that tries to find the intersection between ADHD and TTRPGs. On today's very special episode, we talk about procrastination. <laughs> Why do we do it? And can we fix it? Spoiler alert, we do. And we can. Yes, we can. Can we? <laughs> I don't know. You'll have to watch to find yeah, out. Watch. <laughs> uh, hi, Matt. Hi, Allison. How are you? You know, it's funny. We have a topic today and we're already doing it. And yeah. for that, I'm proud of us. We're already so, doing life in motion. Yes, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see how this topic today is going to apply to, to the game Dungeons and Dragons or any TTRPG. But I think you have a plan. <laughs> I do indeed. But yes. first... But first, <laughs> is it my turn to roll? I think it's your turn to roll. Look yeah. at these Ooh, teeny tiny got? little dice. They're so little bitty. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> little bitty dice, little bitty sounds. All right. Yeah. You got the, you got the sheet ready to go. I got the sheets. <laughs> How about uh, number 11? Ooh, fancy number 11 has not been chosen. When you were eight... What did you want to be when you grew up? When I was eight, I wanted to yeah, be specifically eight, not seven or nine. <laughs> so that would have been somewhere in the like third grade ish. Um, I was sure. I was somewhere somewhere around there. I wanted to be a doll maker. I wanted to make dolls. And mm. that was right around the time that I began my fascination with my local hometown Meteorologist James Spann, shout out to all the Birminghamians watching this, and decided I wanted to be a meteorologist. So it was either oh. doll maker or meteorologist, where that was that <laughs> corridor of my life. And it's funny because I turned wow. out to be neither artistic nor scientific and mathematic. <sighs> well, you do have math rocks. Math rocks. Nice. Nicely done, sir. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you are artistic, of course. You are artistic. But not in like a physical manifestation. Right. Of my, not, you know. not necessarily using your hands. Uh, what about you? When you were eight, what did eight-year-old Matthew want to do? Number one, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Number two, let me think. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with... If you make it up, nobody will know. <laughs> it's so true. Here I am trying so hard to like we'll all get you. into the mind of eight-year-old me. You know what? I, I'm going to say that, let's see, at, at around eight, I'm guessing that mom was still doing folk art frock tour and dad was doing, um, well, what he always did, building rifles. But I, I, I bet you I wanted to be an actor because I do remember... I do remember a very big deal. This 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 company came through Winston Salem and performed at my school. And it, they put on a children's show that had that was very movement heavy, very mimey and movement heavy. And I think I think that that probably was a big big deal for me. Did you want to be a mime? I, did it, I probably did at one point. Yeah, I yeah. can see little Matt wanting to be a mime. Yeah, yeah. Well, miming everything. I, I spent a lot of time miming. I spent a lot of time miming. Either that, or I could. It could have also been my. I had a sort of a 
maybe a half a year long psychosis where I had to write everything into the air. It was very weird. <laughs> so maybe I wanted to be a scribe. All right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, world, that our dreams were dashed and we do not sit in front of you as actor, scribe, <laughs> pantomime, Matt, and doll-making meteorologist Allison. I tried actor. I tried actor. I gave it the old college try. I did not try doll-making or <laughs> meteorology. It is not too late. It's true. Maybe meteorology. How but... dare you? Well, I- I'm just saying I don't know what it takes to be a weather person. But I didn't want to be a weather girl. Like I wanted to study. Oh, damn. I, I also wanted to be like on you know the screen with like my big map behind Ooh. me, being like pressure from the southwest or so you whatever. Wanted to be both. You wanted to be yeah, both. but I wanted to like not be fed the lines. I, mm. I wanted to understand what I was talking about. Wow, I get it. Oh, big dreams for little That's Allison. Okay. So many dreams. So many dreams. Uh, but <laughs> otherwise. We can reveal our topic now. Uh, so I'll tell you how this topic came to me. So today I wanted to talk to you about procrastination. Why yeah. do we procrastinate? Mm-hmm. And and this is why. So I'm already going to go ahead and tie this into D&D. Here we go. Mm, love it. Um, I, lo- I don't know if you guys know this about me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a truth bomb, but I love Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. I love playing D&D. I love thinking about D&D. I love talking Heard about D&D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if this is uh, uh, striking any chords, ringing any bells. But I have found myself as a GM procrastinating the hell Mm. out of prep. And it's so interesting to me because this is something I love. This Mm -hmm. is something that I am genuinely excited about 99.9% of the time. Uh, I have a session, a live in-person session today, starting in uh, less than five hours. (laughs) You want to guess how much prep work I've done for it? Zip zero goose egg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why, why, why? I'm genuinely curious why the second you put a, a due date on something, yeah. you know, I would hypothesize if I didn't have dates on the calendar for the next times I am GMing, I would probably be building encounters as we speak. I would probably yeah. be saying, Matt, sorry, can't record ADHD 20 today. I have to, I have some ideas, yeah. right? But instead, here we are. I have many thoughts of this, about this. I have many thoughts on this okay. topic. Yeah. And some of it may be backed up with some very unsighted science. Interesting. Great topic. Very important. And and I, I think that those of you that are listening that don't have ADHD, but do procrastinate, which is, I think, the entire living world, We are talking about something slightly different. We're not downplaying your version, your neurotypical version of procrastination because everyone's aware of procrastination. There's billions of articles about it. And I think for the most part, it's these articles are written for a a more neurotypical brain. But we're talking about what you just mentioned, which was we have no we have no problem with the desire we're not trying to get out of something our brains just don't we just don't so. well 
And you've already touched on something I wanted to bring up on this very episode. I feel like as neuro spicy people, we spend a lot of time trying to find ways to jam ourselves into a neurotypical world. Yeah, We try, you know, and that's why we started this podcast is to kind of bridge the gap between the neurodiverse and the neurotypicals mm-hmm. so that we can all understand each other better so that our neurotypical friends and family can say, okay, so they're not doing that to wound me. Right. <laughs> that's right. just how right. their brain is wired, right? This is one topic I give nary a hoot nor a toot if how do i put this nicely (laughs) i've already said the phrase nary a hoot nor a toot (laughs) um (laughs) i'm not looking for hacks i'm not looking for ways to fix this part of myself this is something i am sending out a burst of 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 flame a, a firework a flare there's the word i'm looking for here's what you need to know neurotypicals i'm just i'm, I'm here to tell it like it is mm-hmm. i'm here for yeah. you to, i'm not yes. saying we don't right. collaborate but yeah this isn't something we need to give up any space on i think fellow right right uh and you know i've i'm gonna probably mention my coach a lot this this episode because i've talked to to her with her about this topic in great great length um so there is some quote-unquote good news Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, i'm just diving in uh the good news is that this is something that is a part of an adhd brain Mm -hmm. this this added level of procrastination that doesn't mm-hmm. even make logical sense. It yep. does not. It just doesn't. Because mm-hmm. again, we're talking about, yeah, um, you can bribe some kids with blank and they will do what you want them to do. You can say, okay, honey, five minutes or that might work if they have ADHD, but it's actually broken mm-hmm. in, in our brains. That That do part motivation is not that's the that's the divergent part that's one of the divergent parts of our brain the the motivation switch gene (laughs) switch (laughs) center uh whatever you actually call it i don't know but maybe it is the amygdala i don't actually know but it is it is not always functioning in our brains deadlines can help but mm-hmm. also a problem that we have is we we have now learned in life that, oh, well, there was all those times in college where I stayed up until two, three, four, eight in the morning and I got the job done. So exactly. you learn and that's bad learned behavior as well. So, well, you know, yeah, well, or, or learned behavior, period. Yeah. It, again, it's like you it wasn't enough motivation to say to logically think intellectually say oh wow i've got a week to do this mm-hmm. if i do a little bit every day i could i will be done with with a comfort and an ease and an, but that doesn't work always for us but you're talking about okay but still yeah i want to do this i would probably quit my job and do this full time and i still can't force myself to always do it 
So and we would wait until the last possible moment, despite yeah. the fact that we have a lovely Discord server full of great people and friends and loved ones throughout our lives saying this would be a good topic. This would be a good topic. This yeah. Matt and I are not going to come up with the topic and the outline until seconds before we yeah. hit record. It's just not going to happen. And I think that's what my tirade moments ago was about, that mm-hmm. my best work truly and, and neurotypicals like, yeah. do not believe this and i am here to say my best work is done under the gun it is done uh-huh. by way of pressure i don't perform well without a deadline yeah and and, I, and even if i have the deadline and it's you know I, this this D D session has been on my calendar for six Months. weeks at this point yeah six you know weeks, yeah and I and I and again, I love it, but I, I have waited because I know that my best and that's a, that was kind of one of the points I wanted to bring today is history proves to us that we get it done. We <laughs> we get yeah. it done well, right under that pressure and, and 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 where like the budding of head comes from is from the person or people in our lives saying you should have done this earlier. Was this mm-hmm. stress really worth it, Matt? That you didn't have to feel this way, Allison. That causes me more stress than the, am I going to get it done? Mm -hmm. And in some way, the thrill of finishing moments before a deadline (laughs) is dopamining for me to clap back to many, many episodes. It feels good to get it done, you know? And then, so my pushback is always like, because people are like, why could you have got it done days ago? Well, if you needed it days ago, that should have been the deadline. If you yeah. gave me the deadline till Tuesday, don't expect it on Thursday before. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm feisty on this subject day. I didn't actually mean to come in here guns blazing, but here no. we are. But it, it is, it's interesting. I mean, the dopamining thing is, is so true because what happens when we are cramming before mm-hmm. a, a whatever? We're taking a dopamine shower. Uh, we are just flooding ourselves, be it by, you know, e- either coffee or or just the fear or any mm-hmm. or stress or, or oh, you know, whatever it is. Um, you're just like, OK, now I'm activated. Right. And 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 our brains need that Kickstarter, which is why. Adderall and, and Vivans and, and Ritalin exist because they're trying to play with, mess with, regulate the, you know, the, those levels of dopamine that are so wonked. So, mm-hmm. but that's the idea: is that um, it is a it is a barbaric way to <laughs> try to quote unquote fix our our brains temporarily to mm-hmm. kind of give us the dopamine that we're constantly searching for that we that we can't regulate properly. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's also all these tricks uh, yep. with um, uh, Pomodoro technique and mm. just timers in general and, and setting down and like, uh, you know, focusing on one thing or giving yourself a break. But the motivational part, that's the part that is, mm-hmm. is extremely tricky as well. And I'm not going to be able to speak to that particularly scientific like Mm -hmm. but i you know my coach has said for sure you you just cannot count on our brains to be activated by the same things that uh, Mm. other other brains would so in some ways you're lucky that a deadline even works um yeah Yeah. you're, you're you're and and a lot of times that will do it deadlines are deadlines are good but but you're 
may not always work. Sometimes you will <laughs> you will rebel. So I've already I didn't come into this with that, but what you just said made me think about uh, what we were talking about on the Pocket Dimension Live last week, uh-huh. which is that for newcomers in Dungeons and Dragons, you had talked to Lindsay, and mm-hmm. Lindsay had said to you, "I want to be railroaded." Mm-hmm. I it's too much. It's too mm-hmm. much when you and I remember that feeling of overwhelm when I was a new player. Oh, this is all coming together so beautifully like it always does. When I was a new <laughs> player and I didn't know what was like what was legal, what was possible, what I could do. Mm-hmm. I remember this feeling of overwhelm and I remember watching you and Evan and Fitz. I remember watching you and Evan and Fitz. <laughs> I, I really did just like drive by, drop that on you, didn't I? <laughs> Sometimes I just can't. Um, and I remember thinking, how do they know what to do? How do they know what to ask? Because you guys were like crawling all over whatever room or cavern or whatever and just asking all of these really great questions. And I was like, yeah. how do they know to go over to the bureau and open the drawers? How do they know to look out the window? How do they know to like stop and listen? Yeah. And now as a more veteran player, I know to just let my imagination crawl when my DM describes something to me and then uh. just like impulsively go after it. Yeah. But new players don't know that, right? right? So we railroad them. We give them guardrails when they're starting out. We're very, you know, prescriptive. We're very direct. We're very like, we don't give them a cavern. We give them a room with two things in it and, you know, kind of lead them. Or we plant an NPC who will you know, kind of tell them something we need them to know or do. Can I give you a, a, a specific example? Yes, please. So I was just reading about this today. Um, a fellow named Merrick. Uh, he's a he's a blogger for years. I, he's been, been writing about modules and adventures, specifically D&D, but probably other ones. Merrick's musings. Uh, so Merrick was talking about this new buffed out campaign book. It's called Fandelver and Below. The Shattered Obelisk. And it, what it does is it takes The Lost Mine of Fandelvar, which is, I think, the first 5e starter set adventure module. It was my first D&D hey, 5e starter. Oh, my God. And, and, and it is just revered by every reviewer as one of the best interests of the game and, mm-hmm. and, and just modules, period. It's got – and I think – it is absolutely speaking to what you said. Mm-hmm. It is very railroady. Mm-hmm. You you meet at a tavern. Mm-hmm. You you someone walks up to you and says, "I have something for you to do." Yes. You go out. You you have a cart. You go out into the woods. You come across horses, and then that's a goblin attack, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's so nice for first players to have yes. that it's not a it's not a okay your characters have all met what do you want to do because that's mm-hmm. not going to help mm-hmm. anyone that doesn't know how to play the game and i think all of the starter sets do that kind mm-hmm. of thing as much as railroading is supposed to be this thing that you mm-hmm. should never do as a, as a game master you should mm-hmm. never like you know you want your players to be like yay but um, I think at first it really is good. And for people with ADHD, it may be good all yeah. the time to have that focus. Okay, so 
I don't want to get too off topic, but to that point, do it. Do you find that if you are presented with fewer options, you have a much better chance to do what you're supposed to do, choose the thing that you're supposed to choose from, uh, create, period? You do. Yeah, me too. Oh, my God. I mean, like all of the things we've ever talked about, analysis paralysis and yeah. decision fatigue right. is so freaking real. And it, again, that is not a market we are trying to corner. That is human, right? right. To uh, uh, I don't know what to do. But yes, the fewer barriers that you can have to overcome to making a decision, it's why, I mean, we talk about context switching a lot, right? Mm -hmm, the less mm -hmm. that we have to move our gears to make some sort of decision, the higher rate of success typically that we're going to have. Yeah. We have long said this, right? We, we, I think maybe even as recently as last episode, we get lost in the middle. The beginning mm -hmm. is one thing. The yeah. end is something else. It's the middle ground that we go. Ooh. And I, I, you know, when people ask me for like, how do I deal with this person in my life with ADHD? The first thing that I'm always going to say is sit down with them and explain the steps. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up the middle because that was, an, that's another thing that my coach is always talking about is, is <clears throat> the inability of, for our brains to, to see the middle mm -hmm. beginning can often be super easy. The ending, mm -hmm. hell yeah. It, I'm, I'm already, it's already over as far yep. as I'm concerned. Uh, what's the next thing? But the middle is yep. almost impossible for us to visualize. The yep. actual process of doing it, and we have an incredibly difficult time uh, breaking down the tasks because in our brain, it's like, all right, I need to finish this, this mm -hmm. essay. I'm just mm -hmm. going to start writing. No, that's not. It's like you, you really you have your to, resources and yeah. you have to like sh she gives <laughs> she gives herself points for sitting down in the morning. Yeah. Points for getting the paper out or yeah. opening up. Ulysses or whatever the yep. app points mm -hmm. for putting her hands on the keyboard, man. And it could be that ridiculous. And it sounds ridiculous, but we have a much, much higher rate of success if we can break things down in that way. Yes. And again, if you if you add timers to that, where yes, you say, all right, five minutes, that's it. Yeah. If, I, if at the at the end of five minutes, I don't want to keep going. You're cool, man get out of there. But it yeah. never happens. You always work more. You flow. already, you get into the flow, the yeah. hyper-focus starts to kick in and then you're okay. Yeah. But we don't, because we have a, we have a f almost phobia of the middle. It's yeah. just so, it's like a chasm to us. It's like a enormous, uh, endless drop to so okay yeah so, so now i can connect the dots with the research that i did in the moments before we started recording yeah. <laughs> you have you have illuminated the path matt okay. with these words Tell really me. good job so uh i read a, a great article new york times article published back in 2019 we can share the link that you know the first thing that we've already said is that procrastination is not a time management issue it is an emotional regulation one we all know that to be true by now, I hope. In the year of our Lord's 2023, please say that you know that procrastination is not a time management issue. Stop giving me time management hacks. Right. None of us want to hear that because then, so already we're triggering RSD. It's because we like the emotional response that we have to things to where neurotypical people are looking at us going, why are you being so emotional over this? And we're going, mm -hmm. how are you not yeah. being 
You have, you have you have insulted the core of my character by suggesting I can't get this done in time. And I've proven to you time <laughs> and time again, I always get it done, just not in the way you want me to get it done. Right. And that's the kicker. So um, in the article, it goes on to say basically that our brains are wired to prioritize short-term needs over long-term ones. Mm-hmm. This is where the amygdala that you were uh, starting to reference earlier comes in because our amygdala is our threat detector. So once it perceives threats, it starts and sirens are going off and we go into shutdown mode as a self-preservation technique. Uh... We, I think, I think as humankind consider future versions of ourselves someone else entirely that is a different problem right so when we make a problem for like tomorrow allison and tomorrow matt that is a different human than the one standing here in front today and a a couple episodes back i actually shared that one of my personal hacks to getting stuff done and to being more productive has been to picture and embody future Allison. What can I do today mm. that's going to make me tomorrow 10% happier? Yep. Um, and in this article, it like the science goes to, to back that up, that the breakdown, what perpetuates this cycle is the lack of emotional regulation, the getting emotional over the thing. Yeah. Um, and then, and so it, the, the article says that self-compassion is the number one way out of the cycle wow to like hold yourself in a high enough regard to say i see you i hear you i feel you you're okay <laughs> you know in the future allison you're like I want, allison. I want future allison to be okay I have to be happy mm-hmm. and and that was something that i started doing without any scientific urging and and so i was kind of pleased to read this little article and be like haha haha i was on i was on the right path of yeah. of like like you self-care were. comes first and and yep. i think we all tend to be the most productive when we're feeling good when you get into that hyper focus and you like your work feels good so you're proud mm. of it so you want to do more and you're creating and you're in a creative spin and like all these things like that is that game sees game good attracts good yeah. light makes light and like all of that stuff starts going but it's it's when you get into those darker hollows when you begin to lack that self-compassion yeah that it just spins out yeah um and that's, I think that's when, you know, uh, one of the things that I loved about having Evan on, let's continue picking on Evan on this episode, man. <laughs> Evan, my brother. Uh, one of if the, you haven't, yeah, if you haven't heard that episode, please. Please go, go listen. It, <clears throat> my favorite part about the episode is, you know, Matt and Evan are two people I talk to all the time. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much about Evan that day. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Evan said on the episode that really stuck with me is that he recognized years and years ago that guilting us that making us feel worse about an already bad situation was never gonna you know so he he employs empathy in those moments instead of him being frustrated and saying why can't matt just do this why isn't allison just listening to me right now he stops and he's like what's going on with matt what's happening Mm -hmm. in allison's life that may and and he does this to me all the time now if he has feedback for me and he is genuinely worried that it's going to trigger an rsd fueled response mm-hmm. he will literally now say allison i don't want to trigger your rsd 
Wow, that's great. But right now you're interrupting me a lot and I need you to listen to the words coming out of my mouth instead of, you know, and, and yeah. like that, he's right. And just by him noting, I care about you, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help you in this moment and you're, you're fighting me and you're making it hard does cause me to like break down my walls, you know, and put my mm -hmm. excuses aside and shut the hell up and listen to him. Right. <laughs> and right. So I think that's, you know, when we talk about the tension between neurotypicals and neurodivergent, guilt is never, ever, ever. Maybe that works. I, does guilt work for anybody? Be honest. <laughs> I don't think it does. But that making no. us feel bad about ourselves, pointing out something that we already know is a trigger point. Right. Why can't you ever, you know, that that's what I was saying, you know, as we were diving into this topic, the, you know, why do you always wait to the last minute? Why does, why is this always a fight? I think both parts are to blame. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily want to use it. You know what I mean? Like we both kind of do it to each other where again, my response is always going to be, but I get it done. Right. Right. Yeah. But I wanted it sooner. Okay. Then sooner should have deadline the deadline right i know okay so how how could how can we we've mentioned a couple of ways to when we have to work with other people mm -hmm. how can we optimize that mm -hmm. how can we ha you know pass the olive branch the laurel tree <laughs> well so now i think we're getting into a topic we've also addressed about like making things in, well well but making things phrases. more inclusive right yeah you know, what are ways that we can make sure that neurodivergent people feel you know and, and you had made a great point matt about um just saying like hey i know i'm neurospicy and i know i'm impulsive and i know yeah. that i tend to interrupt and get excited and i know i do it and it's okay like if if I'm doing that to say like, you know, like y'all know with me, it's okay to be like, Allison, you're at a 10 volume wise and I need you more like a seven. It's mm -hmm. okay to say that to me. I know I'm loud and I know when I get excited, my volume only goes up. And right. sometimes I just need somebody and I know you're not attacking me when you do that. Right. <laughs> right? We, right. We have established that. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing here, right? Where if you were beginning work on something, I now know to say if your drop dead deadline finished product done ready to go is friday we need to back that train out of the station when do you need to see a first look because mm -hmm. if you tell me friday i only hear friday and so i'm going to work and deliver it on friday but if you were hoping to see a first look two weeks before Mm. And, and now we're getting into this middle part, right? Yeah. Now we're saying instead of because neurotypicals are just thinking the deadline is October 1st. And they think that's good enough to say I need this October 1st. Right. And I guess they think most people obviously would, the first look is a week before that. And right. and second look is like, half a week. Yeah, 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 yes, exactly. So that's something that I tend to push back on. If the deadline is October 1st, when do you expect, a, you know, an outline? All right. If the mm -hmm. outline is due on September 10th, when do you expect to see a first draft? September 15th. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay. So if the outline's due on September 10th, the first draft is due on September 15th. Like, and just like working together to create a project plan, a mind map, whatever we need to call it in any given industry. So we're all clear. <laughs> yes. I, I, I appreciate that we are the, the, we that are the quote unquote divergent ones, whatever that. Yeah. means but how what can we do also to 
make the Evans of the world feel a little more, more relaxed when he he sees the potential train crash in his brain. He understands it's going to be OK, maybe. Yeah. But man, he's freaking out because of it. Yeah. <laughs> so what can we do? I, I think we're doing some of it. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I think we are trying to speak. Even though it may be boring to us once a week or two go through every project and say where are we here where are we there where are we here where are we there he also knows that we can set goals and or actions and they won't they won't be completed but at least we're touching on it which means so the you know which brings to me the the other part of this which of course is time blindness mm-hmm. and the constancy and our like uh, wait a minute I just worked on that last week. No, you yeah. didn't, fool. That was <laughs> a month ago. Yes. But in my brain, it was last week. I just week. had hands on I that. Just, come on, man. I just didn't know. Time is a soup. It's a weird soup. The weird, it's a weird, weird-ass soup that it just does not mean as much to us either. So it okay. does actually literally help to see the project come up and go, oh, right. Yeah, okay. That's that. right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. great. Yes. So I'll tie this back into D&D and adventuring now. Right. We are we are adventurers. We have assembled our party. We have been handed, you know, you have to go find out why uh, the trade route is broken and we're not getting any of our goods anymore, right? Mm-hmm. That's our decree. We know that we are going somewhere 100 miles due north of where we are right now. We would not, as an adventuring party, just start walking. Right. We wouldn't do that, right? <clears throat> we would, I'm guessing, that's why we roll survival checks out in the wilderness, we would consult our map and make sure that we are never far off course. Mm-hmm. We don't do that in life or business. We Mm-mm. just, okay, I'm going here. And then we just start marching and we don't take those, because it's so much easier to course correct when you're like five miles off course. But what happens because of our time blindness is we get 50 miles off course and now we have to double back and we've wasted a week. Yep. So it's just, it, that is such an ADHD tax. So it's the, it's the, it's why we have stand up every morning. The, yeah. the micro check ins that make sure that if we leaned off path, we can quickly yank back in a day and not lose a week right. in the process. So note, note, to, note to selves, note to your adventuring party, find yeah. micro ways to course correct constantly. That way, yeah. if you do get distracted or procrastinate it or forget to do it because it fell off, <laughs> it fell out of your sight, or or it's in there. It's completely in our brain. It's just that we we just don't have the same amount of, you know, constancy. Yeah. It, it it doesn't necessarily mean that we're doing something wrong. It 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 just means it's very it could be very different from the way that you are. Yeah. So we've given a few few ideas and I know we're winding down, but th- that does remind me of another one, both that the coach recommends and that I'm not always great at. But the times that I am almost always ready for the next session at at the very least am ready to set up and go and prep is the second that we stop playing on a Mm. sunday i immediately start putting notes down and even maybe building the next session yeah yeah i mean it's fresh in my brain it's 
it's right there. I'm I'm yeah. in hyper focus. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I think that you just came up with the ultimate hack in life and in D&D. I think okay. that that is brilliant, Matt. I, right. I, oh my god, you did it. To exactly your point of yeah. everything we've talked about, the messy middle and like getting stuck in the weeds and things like mm -hmm. that. If you can do whatever you can do in life and in D&D to end the session moving in a specific direction don't end in a nebulous unformed mm, way yes do okay. that with your work day so you and you've long said this matt where like if you can come in in the morning and know what you need to pick up and start working on you are like 99.9 yep. percent .9 more likely to get that thing done than yep. if you have to sit down at your computer and be like well i could do this or i could you know it's the decision fatigue all over again mm. same thing if you end as a dm if you end a session knowing they are going in this direction i know what to build i know what npcs i need i know what boons i'm gonna give that is yeah. that is a beautiful way oh my god matt well, to and that, set that's not up. me Please, that is that is uh, that is from my coach again that is she she is trying so hard to get me to do that and i'm yep. i have certain successes i have a, a number of failures yep. and she's always trying to get me to have a shutdown day thing for that day very end. very reason yep. and even if you can't do that if you're working on something, as, as far as context switching goes, if mm -hmm. you're working on something and you have to stop for whatever reason, you have a meeting or you have to go somewhere, or it's mm -hmm. the end of the day, just jot down what you're doing at that moment. Yes. So that you can go back yes. on anything, a piece of paper, your, yes. your task, just make a little note saying, I left this in this yes. state and you're yes. going to cut you're going to go back so much more confidently the middle is going to be torn away from it yes. a little bit yeah i know there it this is this is so good yes this, and, and i do i have better days when to exactly that point i write on a post-it note where i left off because mm -hmm. otherwise i spend the first 20 minutes backtracking yep. and yep. and being and feeling stuck or redoing i mean redoing. literally redoing and then, because you can't yep. even remember where the file is which i know again sounds insane to a lot of people but it's whew, it's real all right that's it we well, did a perfect example allison of <laughs> of how we prove our, to ourselves time and time again that just winging it can create beauty <laughs> so good job <laughs> It was necessary to talk about. Sometimes we have to, sometimes we do have to just let, let it go. Though our Discord friends have such great ideas that's that great. we will get to. That we'll we will get to. Get to. Yeah. I, want, I wanted to. I will fall on the sword for this one. I, the meta-ness of procrastinating yeah. the really good ideas so we could talk about why we procrastinate was too much. <laughs> too it much. was too tempting. And I just had to grab that nugget and yep. pull up that thread. And, that's and, perfect. Uh, well, Matthew... Yes, Allison. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for being on my podcast. I guess we'll we'll live to record another day because we have so many great topics flooding us. We will. We will. We will live to record one more day. One more day. One uh, day more. One more day to revolution. We will nip it in the pot. Thank you for listening and being a part of our ADHD20 family. 
If you're looking for more, we'd love to see you in our public Discord server. Look for the link in our show notes and come join the chatter about all things TTRPG and ADHD. But also TV, music, really pretty much anything on our minds. We also have a Patreon where you can get access to bonus content and outtakes, be the first to hear new episodes, join us for live streamed recording sessions, and even play Dungeons and Dragons with us and our friends. The best way you can help us, though, is just to share this podcast with people you think like it. Thank you for being a pal to us as people, to ADHD20 the podcast, and to the Greater Bivens Brothers Creative Commonwealth of Nerds.